Welcome. Mad Hatter Industries presents the Ruck and Rise podcast. We're your hosts, Allie and Dave Curvin. We're here helping others rise out of their comfort zones, facing adversities head on while providing a safe space to have open, honest, difficult conversations in order to keep pushing forward. Join us as we chat about fitness, mental health, and developing positive mindset. Disclaimer, we do not claim to be mental health professionals. If you or someone you love is struggling, we encourage you to contact the CMHA, the Canadian Mental Health Association, at 1-833-456-4566. All right. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10, 10 of the uh, Rock and Rise podcast. So, uh, yeah, 10 episodes in six months. We were just uh, discussing that uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, a little bit of a minor milestone, maybe. Yeah, pretty cool. And for our tenth episode, if Kendra, the other part, the other, the other half, the technical, the other, yeah, the technical uh, side of things, the tech side. Things. Yeah, <laughs> you make it all happen because we are clueless. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're doing really good, actually. You guys are flying yeah, well, solo, and I'm in a separate location, and you're in a separate location, so. That's true. And I actually, I came down and got it all set up and usually Dave does and I got it all no problem. See? And then he came down after to, ins- to inspect my work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I came down to just, just to check on things to see in the setup and you know what? It was good to go. So yeah, I full faith in Allie. Yeah. Learn, learn, well, wow. Okay. Well, we've learned a lot and uh, yeah, we're, Happy to be here, and just thought we'd get to know Kendra a little bit more. Kendra Talzma, yeah. yeah. Hi, Kendra knows us, but yeah. Hi. 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 So, Kendra, do you want to tell everybody like a little bit about your background and who you are and where you come from? Yeah. Well, I, um, I by trade, I went to school. I'm a graphic designer, and I've done web developing as well. I currently work in digital printing. Um, have been a dog walker. And uh, now I'm doing some podcasting. Yeah. Amazing. So you have a, a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. That's yeah. a hard you word. That's a really hard word. Entrepreneurial. You know what I'm trying to say. I got Everybody it. knows. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's awesome. And uh, we've been friends for about 10 years. We were just talking about how long ago. Yeah, it was been about 10 years since we've been friends. We've seen each other through lots of up and downs, like uh, the your son being born, yeah. uh, Josh's adoption, yeah. marriage, divorce, marriage again, moving, all the big kind of life things the and things. there for all the fun little things, too. So it's pretty cool that we've remained friends through all this. We had our dog walking business together remained friends even when we decided that it was time for me to take over the business and you focus on something else yep. and now here we are connected again in a new kind of adventure yeah i won't call it a business but a, a new a new adventure mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah. for sure i mean and, yeah we've definitely and even through the go ahead sorry go ahead no, was, we've <laughs> definitely done a lot and you know had a lot of experiences together with the business and personal so yeah it's great to be here it is, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, even with the dog business that you took on, Kendra was still a part of that because all your graphic design stuff was run through Kendra um, with your logo and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She understands how my brain works. I 
tell her what I'm looking for, <laughs> which to anybody else would probably make no sense. And Kendra just understands my random point form ideas and she puts it together and spits it back to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. Thank you. So we kind of, I think because we know each other on a personal level too, it probably makes it easier for her to yes, for understand sure. the inner workings of her brain. <laughs> and she's very good. She's very good at her job too. So, I mean, it's just like a win-win. So when we were looking for somebody to help us with the tech side, you were the one and only name that came to mind. And I, randomly out of the blue was like hey do you want to help me with this podcast thing that we want to do and you jumped right on board yeah i mean i was on mat leave so you know didn't have anything to do kidding totally kidding <laughs> sleep deprived and all crazy that like, oh, this sounds like fun sure why not <laughs> yeah what a fun time um so do you want to take us back because one thing i did want to kind of touch on is um on a more serious note just the kind of differences between giving and receiving support um we were kind of saying in the green room how i personally find it easier and i prefer to give support you know if somebody's going through a hard time i like to reach out what can i do um how can i help that kind of thing whereas receiving support so if i'm having a hard time I'm okay to admit I'm having a hard time, but actually letting somebody help me, I really, really struggle with. And I think part of that is being a mom and just kind of wanting to take care of everything and do everything and being vulnerable in that way is difficult to kind of let your guard down and let somebody really in. What are your kind of thoughts in this? Cause I know you have a kind of a unique uh, experience that you've been through in the last few years. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to receive help or support, I think, personally. I mean, I find it hard. I think a lot of people do. I think it's just natural, maybe. I'm not sure. For me, it's not natural mm -hmm. to, like, be willing to receive support, I suppose. Um, it's definitely easier to give it and to to be in a more caretaking position, I suppose, than it is to receive Um yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. And do you mind sharing a little bit how you have been the support the supporter um after and through through Josh's accident and stuff like that and how sure. yeah that was maybe even challenging even though you were the supporting one. I'm sure it had its well, I know it had a ton of challenges, just the stress of the whole situation. But how did you deal with that on like a just even a day to day uh level? But if you want to kind of yeah, in your own that. words yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i guess five years ago um this, this summer this august or september long weekend my husband was in a motorcycle accident it was very serious um he broke almost every bone on the right side of his body uh his neck ribs collarbone his injuries were very serious and it took a long time a very long time to heal um I think the whole healing process probably took two solid years, at least. I mean, and there's still permanent repercussions from them, from the accident that we do deal with daily. So, um, yeah, I mean, just being forced, one, I was forced into a caretaker position. Um, you know, you go from being a partner and a spouse and then you're looking after everything because somebody, you know, they can't they're in the hospital, they're in a hospital bed, and they're not able to, to do anything really for themselves at that point. 
Um, so you're doing a lot more. And I guess it's just naturally, you know, it's just you're just naturally put in that position. So when people ask, you know, what can you do when you're in shock? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, but thank you, right? Like, this all sounds great. So people say, you know, how, how can I help you? Or, you know, if you need anything, let me know. And I just never really reached out to a lot of those people just because, like, it was foreign to me to ask them for something, even though I probably could have used a lot of help. Um, I mean, at the time, honestly, Ali, you were a big help to me. And I think I probably asked you a lot of things. <laughs> like when the, when but the I, li- I also, yeah, I mean, we we had the luxury of being neighbors as well, so yeah. it was easy for me to come over, and yeah. I wanted to help. And the dogs knew me really well too, so it was it was it was no problem to be able to do that, especially in that really really early days when you maybe didn't even know yet what you needed because every day, like yeah. those first couple of weeks, it was like you were in Toronto at the hospital with them. So it was just yeah. sort of maintaining your place and your animals and stuff. And just, that was like the most basic thing I could do. Happy to do it, would do it again in a heartbeat. Hope I'd never have to, but like, right. you know, so the, yeah, the early days was, it was, it was shocking and it's scary because you didn't know, what was the outcome was really going to be and how much lasting effects would would be with Josh and I'm glad to say and now uh he's doing amazing he is doing amazing after five years of working really hard and yeah yeah Yeah. do you want to kind of say what uh like maybe skip ahead a little bit and and give some background on what he's up to these days if he's okay yeah yeah he was told basically with his injuries he had a very broken leg and it required a lot of reconstruction um that he wouldn't be able to return to work um you know basically our that his whole life would change and he worked very hard uh physiotherapy and just just in general doing life right you know because everything is tough when you're getting back to normal um you know he did some schooling and he was able to go back to work which nobody thought that he would um generally people in his position don't so it's it's a huge accomplishment that he was able to do that uh now he's actually back in school and working as well and pursuing um additional goals so that's awesome so that's kind of where we're at right now or he's at right now i should say but also we because you know <laughs> well you right it's team. It's yeah team. yeah exactly you were team. there every step of, every yeah you were there every step of the way cheering him on supporting him yeah yeah and then doctor visits and insurance and all the things right all those extra things that can be really stressful to navigate your way through yeah on top of just the day-to-day you know pain and stuff that he would have been in and probably still is yeah. to some degree I imagine yeah yeah he definitely yeah. had and, pain and yeah while he was doing that uh all that he just celebrated his fifth year of being sober yes, as well he did which is a huge accomplishment yeah yeah yeah, yeah so we just had a little amazing. celebration for all of that um actually it was a week or two ago um so that was really nice and we also have a son now who is almost a year and a half and so that's a huge accomplishment as well for us just i mean we didn't know one if we were even going to be able to have a family and the whole accident just kind of threw a whole wrench into all of that right like plans were just put on hold so um that was exciting and we were able to bring him to the celebration and it was just a really nice evening so yeah yeah 
That's amazing. Actually, I remember I was in our gym working out when you text me a picture of your ultrasound and I, it was right before Christmas, I think, or I think it was right before Christmas. And I well, a, I don't like talking on the phone, but I was so excited. I called you and you're like, I'm not, I think you were at like a family function, but I was so fired up and so excited that you guys were pregnant Yeah, because I knew it was something you had kind of been thinking about. And then life kind of threw this big thing at you. And then all of a sudden, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little baby just, yeah we kept it a secret for a little while and then uh he ended up texting somebody that we both know and i was like oh my god i don't want Allie to find out without me telling her so then i shot a text out and then i was like i really can't talk right now but i really wanted to tell you i know and yeah. i was so excited i came running upstairs and dave i'm like kendra and josh are pregnant yay <laughs> and yeah now yeah especially when you were on that leave and we were kind yeah. of getting things set up for the podcast and stuff i was getting to come over like once or twice a week and hang out with them and yeah he's just growing and he's doing amazing he looks exactly like josh yes for the josh most part yeah. he really does he he's, really does he's <laughs> so adorable thank you and uh yeah and joshy our joshy likes hanging out with them and spending time with them and doing mm-hmm. stuff especially as spencer kind of gets a little more you know interactive and into yeah. that toddler phase um josh is all about helping out with that kind of thing yeah we had our friends um our friends have a little guy who's two and a half we had him over for dinner a couple weeks ago because they also just had a new baby and so they just needed a little bit of help with the toddler i said why don't you bring like the the toddler over we'll have him over for dinner and josh the whole time said i'm gonna pretend he's my baby brother <laughs> and he was like playing with them bringing them all his trucks they had a great time even though there's i mean two mm-hmm. two years old and then or two and a half and then seven i mean josh didn't care he was happy to have a little playmate for a couple hours and it helped out uh that family and it was a good time yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah it was yeah it's he's, he's yeah. so good with the, with the younger kids he is. I think it's easier for him to be a little bit younger. Yeah. I think it's good for him, too, to have the responsibility role sometimes yeah. of uh, a, a big brother and to, you know, kind of have him understand that, uh, um, you know, other people smaller than him need to be taken care of as well. And, and he can fulfill that role so he can kind of get a glimpse of maybe what we do sometimes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he did say like, oh, this is a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, it is, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Like that's hilarious. Yeah, and he yeah, he sometimes asks if uh if he is going to be a big brother and I say, no, you're not <laughs> you're you're it for us. We that's are it. complete, our family's complete with Landers and Josh and we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, well so he, he can come play with yeah. Spencer anytime. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. He appreciates having uh, little friends in his life for sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, lots of like ups and downs over the last five years, I think. But I mean, kudos to you guys for, I mean, you had a curveball thrown at you uh, out of the blue. Yeah. And uh, you guys have really overcome like, yeah, quite quite a lot in, in five years. And and yeah, I know Josh as well. I, I met uh, Josh through through the clinic at uh, the university, Trend Health and Motion. Um, come in for some treatment for myself, and actually, I met Josh before I met uh, I met you, Kendra. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and to see the to see the progress in uh, in Josh, uh, not just a physical point of view, but also just the um, 
the mental health point of view and, and the mental strength and resilience that yeah. uh, came with that has been uh, like I would say, and you probably would agree and anyone around him would agree has been probably leaps and bounds from, you know, that year one to where you guys are now. And, and it's like, it's awesome to see where Josh is and yeah, back to work and at school and just hammering out goals. And it's, yeah. it's inspiring. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a whirlwind. It's hard to believe that it's been five years. Like, honestly, when I think about it, it feels like just yesterday that all of this happened, but um yeah, five years has gone fast. <laughs> I think you're just so busy and you're just in the thick of it that you just don't have time to stop and think about it, right? So and then you come out the other end yeah. and, and things are good. <laughs> yeah, when you were in the kind of thick of it, did you ever seek out any counseling or therapy or any type of thing like that for yourself? Because in that kind of supporting role, it would be probably hard to even take time to do stuff for yourself so did you have a chance to do anything like that whether it right. was in a professional way or just through friends or different groups or something like that for sure yeah I mean we kind of had um we had a heavy plate I mean we had all of the physical and emotional emotional repercussions of the motorcycle accident um plus then on top um we were also dealing with addiction in our house um, which is a whole nother topic. And together it was just, it was a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I tried counseling the first time. It wasn't a good fit. Um, me and the counselor, we just kind of sat there and it was like crickets. And I don't know if it was me or if it was her, but like, we just didn't, we just didn't have a good, like, communication I guess together because it was just awkward I found it really awkward and maybe because it was my first time going to, to counseling um I'm not sure but it just didn't really work for me and I thought okay well that that that's not for me um and then I tried going to Al-Anon um just because you know it's there and you're supposed to go um actually I read a book prior to that called codependent no more. And it was very helpful for me because it highlighted a lot of behaviors and things that I was doing in my life that I didn't think were problematic, which apparently are. So um, it kind of nudged me in that direction. So I went to Al-Anon because it was available. I knew nothing about it other than it was for, you know, people who are, um, have alcoholics or addicts in their life. Um, and I found a group of people there. I had to go to a couple groups, though. They all have a different vibe, and um, they're not necessarily the right fit, right? Like, because different people get different things from chatting with different people. So um, I found a group that I really liked, and I still I haven't been in a while just because, you know babies but um <laughs> i found a group that i really like and they're a solid group of people and you can talk to them about anything and that's awesome so that was a really good avenue to have uh i wasn't consistent with it though the first year um when josh had his motorcycle accident i mean part of that was just logistics it was just hard sometimes to do that and take that time for yourself and go um mm -hmm. and I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of talks online, various topics, um, just to get my mindset right. And I did end up 
circling back around to counseling because as great as Al-Anon was, I was finding there was just some gaps it wasn't filling for me. So I did end up reaching out to another counselor and, um, and she was a great fit. She helped me with a lot of stuff, I guess. I don't know. It was just general conversation. It was just easy to talk to her. So I guess the first time it just wasn't, I wasn't ready or it wasn't the right fit. I'm not sure. Um, and Josh and I also did counseling together as well, just because we had been through quite a bit. So yeah, there's different avenues there that I, that I utilized for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really smart because um, just going back to what you've said at, at your very first one with the counselor, you said it was like crickets. It was probably yeah. just you guys weren't meshing together. I don't think it was that you weren't ready or anything like that. Because if I, it, well, in my opinion, the fact that you showed up shows that you are ready but right. if you're not vibing like I don't know if vibing is the right word but like the energy like if you're not meshing with that person mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be that beneficial right so yeah. yeah you were smart maybe just that wasn't the person for you and you tried out a couple different things and I think it's smart that you did a couple different like sometimes it was a group setting and then you went back mm-hmm. for some one-on-one and then you and Josh together because you're there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle that you're kind of yeah. trying to work through and kind of hit it because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing it's not like no. a magical recipe you go to therapy for 10 sessions with the same person and all of a sudden your all your issues are worked through it is a kind of an ebb and flow thing um yeah. I'm finding that for myself now like I've been to therapy before and then I had a quite a long break and now I'm about to be starting again in December, in December. I've got my appointment now I think I'm going to mesh with her, but I don't know. We've just spoken on the phone so far, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, for an in, I prefer in person for that. Yes. So yeah. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it because I got some, some new things I'd like to kind of work yeah. through and yeah, and I just, and I'm, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, and like all of this is not something that I just jumped into and started doing, right. It was just, you know, oh, I should do this. So then I tried one and then that didn't work. And then I would like, you know, put it on the back burner for a while and then I would try Mm -hmm. something else. So, I mean, it wasn't like the first year it was that all this happened and then, oh my God, I need therapy. It was, it was definitely over the duration of five years for sure. Yeah. Um, It's not something that just happened like, and was like, okay, well I need to do this in my life, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, like you and Josh too going together, I think that's really good because for a while, it's kind of like you were such such the caregiver because you had to be because mm-hmm. the situation made it like that. So going to therapy to kind of work that out and kind of get back to who you guys were as husband mm-hmm. and wife kind of thing. And if you needed a third party to help you navigate that, I think that's great. And I'm sure like your communication skills with each other now are probably amazing because you guys have literally <laughs> gone through something horrendous. And then you and that would honestly, I think break a lot of couples up like big life events like that you're either like stick together you get closer or it's like it tears a hole between the people so kudos to you guys for sticking with it and doing the hard all the hard things yeah and it was hard I mean then that's for sure right because there was a period of time where Josh I don't want to say patient because that's not right um but he wasn't capable of doing a lot around the house in general you know whether it was you know, even just shoveling the snow out at the front or even even preparing a meal for himself. Like there was there was a lot on my plate. So yeah, I went from looking after him. Um and it wasn't just like we ended up getting a PSW and stuff like that eventually. 
um, which mm-hmm. was a great relief. But in the beginning, when we didn't know that we had access to certain things, um, it was all on me until till we figured some of that out. Um, and then we could kind of poke the insurance company and be like, hey, you need to help us. <laughs> Um, and then mm-hmm. we started getting a lot of the support and Josh got a lot of supports that he needed in place after that. So that was really good. Um, cause that took a lot of the burden away just to put the proper help in place, right? Like it's all about getting the right people to support you, whether it's a counselor or an occupational therapist or a physiotherapist or a massage therapist, or, um, I think he had somebody, he had a PSW. He also had someone come help him like organize his day and you know refigure things out that way so instead of me having you know what what appointments do you have tomorrow what's going on this week and reminding him all those things um because he has a head injury so his memory is not great uh relearning some of those skills right so it took a lot of the burden off me having the proper supports in place Mm -hmm. definitely and did you find that you had to advocate a lot for all those things like it wasn't necessarily made super obvious to you that you had access to all these extra things did you have to I don't want to say push but do you had to kind of be like the squeaky wheel like yes yeah um if anybody has been in the position or is in a position where they've been in an accident and there's insurance involved they you have to know what and maybe not every insurance company and I don't want to make them sound evil but um you have to know what you're entitled to and what you should be asking for um you know just an example of that we asked if someone could help around our house and we were told that cleaning wasn't covered but little did we know that a PSW was covered um, and they do various things that are incredibly helpful, but that wasn't offered up as information um, to us. Uh, we did end up seeking legal advice. There goes the cat. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm, so I'm not smiling at you. I'm smiling because the cat and Harley is literally sitting on the ground, like low growling at me because she wants to sit on my lap. Yeah. Um, I think that's what she wants, but she it's like too awkward for her to jump up here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so sorry. Doing. Anyway, she's, circle back. Yes, sorry. We, we did end up, um, we did end up seeking some legal counsel, uh, which helped us greatly. And we got an amazing occupational therapist who kind of was the main contact and helped put all the other contacts. I mean, we had a couple of people in place already, like Trent Health and Motion was there from the get go for us. Um, and then we had all these other additional supports that she was able to line up and she she was amazing at her job and she still is. I think she might be retired now, but um, she was a great support to Josh and myself. So that was amazing to have her. That's awesome. And was she, sorry, was she someone who was, you found like through the insurance or she was your legal, or she was just, she was the occupational therapist who then- Occupational therapist, so our okay. legal, our lawyer ended up aligning us with her. Um, okay. We had one through the insurance company. I hate to say, but she fell very short and she left us high and dry actually. Um, and navigating surgeries by herself and things that you shouldn't be navigating alone. Um, and then after that, it was kind of not funny, but fate, I suppose we, his appointments were in Toronto, so we had a driver that was able to take him back and forth to his appointment. So I would go because they were very early in the morning. Um, 
And one of the cab drivers had been in a similar situation um, and was like, you know, here's some names. You need to call these people because you need more help in your life. And they got us kind of started on that. And once that train started rolling, it got so much better because, yeah, they were able to align us with our with Josh's occupational therapist. And, you know, she was able to line up counselors and things like that and all the other supports. She knows the best people, the best people to call. And everybody was just so helpful that she put in place for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's all about uh, just, yeah, talking to people and seeing mm -hmm. who can help you and who knows or who's been through it before. Because it seems to me like um, there's just a big gap. It's like there is all these different avenues for therapy and things like that and counseling and mental health clinicians and stuff, but it seems like there's still a gap because when you Google it, it's like, there's so much, which is mm -hmm. great. But also when you're struggling mentally, it can be really hard to even do the research to find, like to go through them and call them or email. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? I feel like it, and I think, or I wonder if that stops some people who are struggling because it's like. It may very overwhelming. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, if you're really, really in a dark spot, it's sitting down in front of the computer and calling a couple people, you just might not be like really able to do that mentally if you're really, really struggling. So I don't know what the solution is. It's just something I've been thinking about over the last couple of days. Yeah. I mean, you even... were, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you were, I mean, again, good on you, Kendra, for, you know, not meshing initially with counselor, but then um, pursued and went other avenues and other directions and found the right fit. Because, um, I mean, I know a lot of individuals, um, you know, sort of struggling, whether it's uh, physical challenge or mental health challenges, and, and they reach out to a certain avenue that is supposed to be the um, uh, sort of the go-to place or go-to phone number and it doesn't, it doesn't work out and, and they get frustrated mm -hmm. and then they shut down and then, and that's it. They, and they don't try to, you know, find another path or another Avenue and, uh, and not to their fault at all because, uh, you know, they were given information about a particular system or a particular, um, mm -hmm. Avenue to, to go down and it didn't work out. And, and that's, you know, that's probably exhausted them at that time of their capacity of what they can take on. And so then they've shut down and they haven't been able to, you know, go further because, yeah, they're just too exhausted and, and uh, mentally don't have it to, to try and find other, other pathways. So, so yeah, I, I do know others that, um, yeah, it's just, it's turned them off and it shut them down from mm -hmm. uh, going those routes. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's hard even, for me, it was something that I never considered, never thought that I would even entertain the idea of going to counseling or to a group, you know, Al-Anon session um, to speak in front of like, and I mean, my Al-Anon groups were small, but and some of them aren't depending on where you are. Um, but even to talk in front of people <laughs> um, seemed like such a foreign thing to me. Uh, it was just bizarre. So when you, you when I did reach out to that counselor and it didn't work, I was like, okay, well, now what, right? Like, it, it feels defeating. And then you're like, well, where do I turn to now? Because that's what you're supposed to do. And that didn't work out. Um, and then, like I said, I went 
to Al-Anon and that was probably the most awkward thing. One of the other most awkward things that I've done is walk in and like everyone's like wonderful, right? And they're like, hi, you know, nice to meet you. And, you know, they want to just chat with you and be there for you. Um, and it's such a welcoming atmosphere. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to any type of group. It's not even counseling. It's just like sitting and chatting. I mean, there is a format that that's followed, but um <laughs> you know it, it it doesn't have to be it's it's about you but it's not about you it's about everybody in the room so it uh it kind of takes the pressure off you per se but you can also really identify with other people that are going through the similar situation and generally you can identify with somebody in a group session on something right so talking to people even just us like one-on-one -on -one or whatever you know in a small group you're gonna pick something up from somebody and learn something from them um so i mean as awkward as it was walking through those doors i could sit and listen even i didn't have to contribute i didn't have to talk but i could just sit and listen to everybody else and take what i wanted and go home at the end of it and then that was fine for me too right so there's different avenues mm -hmm. to find help for mental health yeah i'm glad you said that because i I haven't been to um, any kind of formal grief grief counseling yet, but there is mm -hmm. a group option and I'm very sort of interested to go because I think it takes the pressure off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I've done one-on-one -on -one and that's what I'm going to be doing in December is one-on-one, -on -one, which I'm looking forward to. And I think there's value in that too, but there, I'm also curious about the group setting because if you, like you said, if you don't, feel like sharing that day or it's just too much but you just want to go and sit and listen and feel supported yeah. with other people who are going through something very similar i think there's a lot of power in that mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm glad you kind of pointed out because you've experienced kind of both different um settings yeah. so thank you for yeah that. yeah and there's benefits to both right like what mm -hmm. what i wasn't getting at one i was getting at the other so um you know because some things you just weren't going to bring up in a group setting and some things that you talked about maybe with your counselor weren't received the same way that somebody that's been through the same situation as you would would receive it or be able to identify with, right? So, mm -hmm. and if you wanna go to a group one, I would be happy to go with you if it would make it easier. Oh, <laughs> I guess that would how, make it easier. I know how hard it is to walk through those doors for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, hospice here in Peterborough has a lot of from what I can understand, a lot of really great grief mm -hmm. counseling stuff. And they also do um, a podcast and I think it's called What's Next? All About Grief. Right. And I've listened to a couple, it's really well done. I really recommend it. Um, I've only listened to a couple episodes because they're very, uh, they make me super emotional, which is good. And mm -hmm. because I'm kind of going through all that kind of thing right now. So I kind of do like maybe one a month and usually for the rest of that day I'm mentally just exhausted because it just but you yeah. gotta have time and make the space for that so it's I love too that um that there are those options too so if you don't want to go to counseling or you're not ready or it's just not an option for you there's tons I mean there's so many different podcasts on so many different things yeah. so what yeah no matter what you're kind of looking for or if you want to just have a couple good laughs like there's a lot of hilarious podcasts too so i love that it is just open the door for so many different things and you can kind of do your own healing and your own work 
at your own pace yeah. as well, which is just amazing. And the world that we there's a lot of the times um, for like a group setting, regardless of the type of group that it is, there's a lot of speaker um, meetings, I suppose, or speaker uh, things online that you like recordings that you can find online. And those were a huge help to me as well, because I would listen to speakers, um, someone just tell their story. It wasn't necessarily a podcast, it was just their story. Um, and mm -hmm. then you can listen and hear, you know, how they've changed things or whatever has worked for them, too. So there are those avenues. So if you're not comfortable reaching out or sitting in a group or even talking to a counselor, you can find you can find those options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's tons of different things. There, there was a kitty. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I was I was looking to circle back or wondering if we could circle back to. Yeah. So, Kendra, you mentioned um, those those initial, you know, probably first few weeks, months. Ever. I mean, Josh, um, yeah, was physically unable to do you know much around the house. Um, uh, yeah, yard work. Shh driveway shoveling, all those sort of things. And, and um, I can only imagine as um, coming from a male perspective, um, I mean, we, we like to take care of the house and we like to take care of, um, you know, the family members in our house. And, and I'm, I'm certain that it's no different for you guys uh, with uh, then Ali and I would, we, we work together as a team. So, I mean, we share a lot of the housework and the chores and, and uh, responsibilities and things like that. And so I can only imagine, I, got, I was just sort of thinking as we were talking and when you brought that up about Josh being unable to do, you know, any of those things, um, mm -hmm. just how taxing that would have been on, uh, on him mentally while he's trying to physically heal uh, his physical injuries. Um, there, there would have been a lot on his plate, just even, you know, trying to process that, you know, mentally, well, you know, I, I can't, I can't do these uh, simple tasks or, or even help out, you know, my wife. Um, so it must've been fairly exhausting for him in the mental mm -hmm. capacity as well. Um, now, so how, how far into things was it that, that Josh was trying to seek help um, uh, for himself uh, or for the two of you um, into that journey? Uh, well, he, he started early for um, alcohol and addictions, like prior to his mm -hmm. motorcycle accident. He was already working on recovery for that. Um, so that was great to have those supports in place prior to any of this happening because all of those people are amazing. Um, so many people came to see him at the hospital and stop by our house. Um, you know, they were, I mean, they still are just wonderful. Um, it was hard though, off the get go, like after that accident, you know, he doesn't even remember probably the first month of being in the hospital he was in the hospital for a month and a half i think he came went in, in the first weekend of september and came home thanksgiving so however long that is but it's long enough um yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean even after that right because medications and things like that um he doesn't remember the first while and even being at home was questionable for him because moving around the house we had to set up a whole separate room for him 
Uh, we had to put a rolling chair in our bathroom so we could get to the toilet. We had so many aids in the house. Like I had to redo my kitchen for his wheelchair. So to go from being a very able-bodied person, and we were always very active, uh, our background, like how we met, we met through mixed martial arts, kickboxing, MMA, jujitsu, like we used to cage fight and, you know, all the things that are fun and active. And so, yeah, I mean, and we, we weren't doing that at that time, but, you know, we had a very active lifestyle. We would go hiking and camping and stuff. So it was a big shock to not be able to do any of that really. Right. Like there was, I remember there was days where he couldn't get his lunch because he wanted to watch it or watch TV and eat lunch at the same time. And he couldn't even get his lunch to the table because, he'd have to carry it and he couldn't because he was on crutches or in his wheelchair and our kitchen's small. So it was just all very awkward. Um, so we set up like a little bag on his crutches that he could put containers into and take places so he could go and be comfortable and do stuff. So you find workarounds, but um, it's a big shock not being able to do things the way that you're used to being able to do, or even having someone in the house do stuff that you're used to them doing. Um, you know, he would plow, he plows the driveway and, or he would do the driveway, I suppose. I don't even remember how we used to do the driveway, honestly, before that. <laughs> I think we had a snowblower, but that just wasn't an option. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up buying like a little secondhand four wheeler with a plow on it. So that was something that he could do because he could drive. So uh, he would drive, he would go around the neighborhood actually and plow everybody's driveways because it was something to do. <laughs> And that's but, and that's the kind of guy he is. And yeah, yeah, and everybody loves that, right? It's a nice, like yeah. it's such a sweet little neighborhood, and everybody helps each mm-hmm. other out, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered funny. your question, Dave, but no, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you did. And it and it it's funny you mentioned uh, the crutches because um, it it brought me back to memories being in the clinic, and when Josh was slowly eliminating the necessity of the crutches. And, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- and what a, and what a big milestone that was. And then, yeah. you know, uh, so to celebrate that milestone and then just all the other, um, wins and milestones along the way, um, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting to look back on, uh, as you, you know, kind of go through the, uh, the history and the story behind it. Um, yeah, like I, I was able to be in the clinic and, and see some of those milestones and see some of that happen. Mm-hmm. And, and Josh and Josh from from the get go, from like, you know, as soon as he came in the clinic, he he always had a winning attitude. He always had the drive and, and always, mm-hmm. you know, was willing to go to the next step to make sure that he was going to get as much of his life back to normalcy as he possibly could. And uh, yeah. so, you know five years down the road, here we are. And, and again, we'll go back to, you know, now he's back to work and he's back to, he's in school furthering his education and he's a father and, you know, back doing things around the house and doing a lot of things he wants to do and loves to do. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to see yeah. all those milestones that have been achieved. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure you agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at one point, all those things were very questionable, like, I yeah I don't even I don't even know because it's been so long since I've thought about where we've really come from right five years ago to now and yeah I mean the crutches I'm not gonna lie if I ever hear crutches in my hallway again it's like an it's like an alarm clock 
you know, that noise. You're right. like, oh. I know the exact was, sound. Yeah. He was on crutches for a year, I think, at least. Yeah. 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 It was at least a year, <laughs> maybe just over a year straight almost. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. You guys. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can never sprain an ankle again and never have crutches no. in the house again. <laughs> no, we still yeah. have them in the closet, but like, and I actually have a funny story because our dog, um, he's not with us anymore, but our dog got used to that noise. And we were, I was out in public walking him and somebody got out of their car on crutches and was walking through the, the parking lot and my dog perked up. And he was so excited and he was like jazzed to go over there and like see the guy. And I couldn't figure out why. And then it clued into me that the crutch noise for him meant it was Josh. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my so God. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious too. Cause Chester wasn't always like super into every single person. You had to kind of win no. him over a little bit. So you were probably yeah. like, why does Chester like this person so much? That's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's because the guy's on crutches. And he's like, oh, you know, my dad, my dad's on crutches. Yeah. It must be my dad. Yeah. Oh, he's my, he's my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's my person. That's my owner. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I have a little story going back. Well, not even a story. Yeah, I guess it's a little story uh, on a lighter note when Dave said about how we are a team and we do things together, it's true. You know, we both cook, we both clean, we both mm -hmm. shovel the driveway, do the, we share the household chores. But if you really want to try to get out of doing the household chores, my new thing is saying, but Dave, can I just be a trophy wife today and just sit here and look pretty <laughs> and do nothing? And he, it has yet to work, but it always gets a laugh. So I keep trying Yeah, so that I could get out of, if I can get out of like doing something what which I find annoying, like uh, taking the garbage out or what yeah. else? Would I, like I don't do? know, but it also works. That she's so damn cute that I just I can't say no either. So. so it works a little bit. Oh, I was trying to get out of going. You wanted to do some errands, which I don't really like doing, like going grocery shopping or something. And I was like, can I just stay home and be a trophy wife? And he was like, no, you definitely have to come and help me. Yeah. So you can try that too. Yeah. yeah. And you, you can also go the, the more aggressive. So it's funny. I had a reminder on my phone tonight to, for this uh, episode, because I'll be honest, like I've been, and we were talking about this before we uh, sort of went live or recorded on this. I've been in a bit of a funk lately and just mm -hmm. kind of, uh, just kind of down and uh, a little in the blues, I guess. I don't know. And I can't quite put my finger on it really why I'm just, uh, I'm feeling tired. And, and we talked about it as well that, you know, it's, it's December. It's almost, almost December, December, you know, uh, and it's basically, it's December. been a long year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long year and a lot going on, a lot going on lately. And I, I made a comment to Ali last night. Um, and just probably about, you know, being lazy or not, you know, not, not doing stuff or not being motivated or inspired to get myself in gear or whatever and uh her quote back to me and this is good her quote back to me was uh man up or sit on the couch and don't get better and, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was brutal honesty but it was uh it was good and i and this is why you know we're the team that we are because i need a kick in the ass sometimes mm -hmm. and uh that's exactly the kick in the ass that i need is uh you know yeah either just man up and get after it or don't get better or don't get better yeah yeah 
And I don't want that to sound like I'm not compassionate because I am and I get it. Sometimes you just need to rest. It was more just like Dave was just kind of. Oh, she's a hard ass. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I felt like I see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kidding, Ali. I'm kidding. Anyone here? Yeah. I know. Such a hard ass. Oh goodness. Wow. Yeah. But no, it's um, it's it's. uh, Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need yeah, to be soft and caring and all that kind of thing. And sometimes you need a swift kick in the ass. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm to you, like me I'm to you. I mean, everybody needs something different in different situations, but yeah. yeah. And me too. Sometimes I need to be told, you know what? Just get on with it. That's it. I think that yeah. applies to everybody. Everybody needs that a little bit in their life at, at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I, think I so mean, too. with compassion, and, right? Yeah. And no, depending okay. on your relationship with the person, I wouldn't yeah. say that to somebody who I just met because that can be offensive or hurt them or if I don't know what's going on. Yeah, if you don't have any background or context on what the person has been going through, no. you can't. Well, I wouldn't want to just be a jerk to somebody, but with people who you trust and who you know and you have the the background and you kind of know what's going on, sometimes you just need and sometimes you need to hear it like, "Oh yeah, I actually am okay today and I can do this and I've been through hard things before and we're going to get through this too." It might suck, but it's gonna. We're gonna keep going forward. So, I think there is some some value to it. I I agree. I was just gonna say some the honesty. Sometimes people need some raw honesty every once in a while and a bit of a reality check that, you know what, yeah, and a look in the mirror to kind of go, okay, you know, she just told me to man up and <laughs> do better. Be it's because I'm complaining about rocking. He was complaining about rocking in the cold. That mm. is why I said it. Oh, I hope there's no one on the army side that's listening to this. Episode. Nobody listens. Well, <laughs> 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 some people do. I still. Right. I don't know. Are you mad that I said that? Dave? No, no. It's no. It's good because yeah, that's you're <laughs> true. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to deny it. It is truth. And and yeah. So there, I need to just take a look in the mirror and go like, hey, like I signed up for what I. I've chosen and so yeah you're right man up and get after it it's, yeah it's all, yeah that's all I can do yeah exactly but, yeah <laughs> yeah I just oh I just remembered what I was gonna say is uh, we were talking the other day about how we haven't had our first like we've never really had a fight and I'm just wondering if this is now gonna be our first fight off air someone at work recording no, 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 no. Someone at work brought that up to me uh, yesterday morning. Uh, I went into work and I don't know, we got talking about, well, everyone asked me, you know, oh, how's married life? Everyone keeps asking me that. It's, you know, it's, you know, we got married in September and everyone keeps asking me, how's married life? And I, yeah, that's literally, yeah, it's, like, it's, great. So, well, it's, it's the, the exact yeah. same as before married life. Yeah. We just wear rings and, you know, but, you know, our lives are the exact same pretty much. Um, but, and I, I made that comment to somebody, I said, it's easy. You know, we have a very easy relationship when you have that uh, uh, openness, honesty, and trust, and all that stuff that meshes and goes together. It makes things really easy. And I said, you know, I'll be honest. I said, we've never, uh, since we've known each other, we've never had an argument or a fight. And, and my work colleague was like, come on, <laughs> you must have had a fight. And I said, no, we never have. And then ironically, I think went home that night or like last night and, uh, Again, I was in a bit of a funk and I don't know, kind of grumpy, whatever. And I can't remember what we were talking about, but we almost 
well, I'm not going to say we almost had a fight, but I don't even remember. No, I, <laughs> couldn't have been that serious. <laughs> and we just we just joke about it and laugh it off. Really, like you know, are we going to have our first fight? And then oh laugh. yeah, and then we laugh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sure, let's have it. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What a time! Yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, you know, and that could be a line that just diffuses whatever situation, right? Like it takes you back to reality. Like, is this really something that we need to fight about or argue about yeah. or whatever, and put you in check? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes with life experience as well and, and maturity. Yeah. I mean, especially, and, and you know this now, like once you become a parent, um, <laughs> there's so much more in the world and in life that you can handle and manage and deal with um, yeah. that just doesn't matter as much anymore. You don't get as stressed or worked up about it because you you've you've been taking care of another human and you've been providing you know resources and everything for them and, and so your patience level like increases tenfold yes. as, as where you can agree so everything else is just it's so, i find it you know it's so much easier to manage and deal with uh, you need a lot of patience to live with me parenting got me through that <laughs> parenting prepared told- me for, for married life <laughs> I've been told I'm later in life and I feel like, um, I mean, it's a running joke, um, but I do feel like being the age that I'm at now, being a parent is so much easier than if I were younger. <laughs> so yeah, yeah for because sure. Especially yes. like you have so much, you've built up so much resiliency because of all mm-hmm. your life experience and all these things you've been through. So now you can pass that on to your child, but also it prepares you for having a child because it is the craziest roller coaster ever and you don't get to get off of it. You are there for life. So yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I haven't slept it, for a year and a half, so nobody yeah. prepares you for that. And look at now you're, and now you're a podcaster. You added exactly. podcasting to your life Yeah, and dealing with me and Dave on a regular. So I feel bad for you. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I can imagine being younger and I think now too being have gone through whatever I've gone through or we've gone through um I can appreciate him more like I can appreciate what we're mm-hmm. doing you know even just our, like our little family just the three of us or like you know we get to go outside and just play in the snow and that's fun um whereas before mm-hmm. maybe I would have been like busier, I guess, maybe, or I don't know, because I, I can't say because I, I was never in that position, but I feel like I can appreciate it more now. It's, uh, I find it so fascinating. Kids, um, kids put a whole new reality check on on life sometimes, and they really um, kind of ground you um, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, you know, for me personally, like, uh, they make life simple at times because I, I've been able to like, I've watched Josh play with his trucks and cars or <clears throat> just play on the couch and kind of go, look at that. Like he's, he's, he's just playing with toys. That's, that's his world right now. That's, yeah. that's his focus. And that's what his uh, direction is. And uh, sometimes I just like enjoy watching him play with cars. Can I, cause I kind of go, man, like, life is so simple right right now in this moment yeah uh, you know because that's you know that's all he has to focus on and that's all he's uh, concentrating on and it just kind of brings things into perspective sometimes that you know what hey sometimes you got to just play and and yeah uh, i just 
I love getting down on the floor and, and uh, playing the cars and trucks with them because it's a, it's a, it brings me back. It grounds me. It levels me. And I kind of go, yeah, I'm just going to play for a while with the, with this kid who this is, this is all his focus right now. This is all yeah. he's thinking about right now is mm-hmm. like, what route is he going to drive this little truck on? Yeah, that's yeah. Like thinking there's, about there's no worries. What, what bill right? does he have? To, yeah, 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 that's it. What bill does he have to pay? He doesn't. You know? mm-hmm. What? Yeah, whatever yeah. moment they're in, they're in that moment fully, right? Yeah. They're fully present for in most of the, most of the time, depending on their age and stuff like that, which is a good reminder because we're constantly we're doing mm-hmm. something, but we're thinking of the next thing that we have to move on to. So, kind of practicing a couple times a day if you can just being in this moment. They were talking about that on the Third Perspective podcast. Actually, I listened to it today Mm -hmm. about whatever you're doing, do it with some intention, maybe not 100%, 100% of the time. But the examples that they were using was if you're going to make breakfast, make breakfast and, you know, be there. Don't be making breakfast and doing five other things at the same time. Something I've been playing around with too is, you know, okay, usually I only read at night or maybe in the morning with my coffee. Now I'm starting to read a little bit more in the afternoon for 20 minutes because I used to think, oh, it's a waste of time, but it's not a waste of time if I need a little reset and I'm Mm -hmm. doing that. I'm just reading for those 20 minutes and then I'm able to move on to the next thing with a little bit more energy because I'm not feeling so stretched thin of just go, 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 which makes my anxiety go high, higher. So just kind of knowing what works for you and playing around with it. And it's probably going to change too as you get older and things change and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. I think. uh, Yeah. I highly, I highly recommend playing, playing with kids. Yeah. 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 I think just, yeah. Like say being in the moment sometimes I, uh, earlier this evening, I put up a video on my uh, Facebook feed. Uh, It was a video of these uh, school kids up on stage and there was a, a dance, a, a song going on, and they were they were all. I'm pretty sure they were all just instructed to be up on stage and just and just dancing and having fun. And I loved it. But there's there's one particular kid who was like he was into it. Like that was like he was dancing like, like no one's watching. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like no one's watching the whole video. For the great. whole video, and <laughs> he is. And like Ali says, you know, if you're gonna do something in that moment like make sure you're in that moment i'm telling you you're gonna watch this video because that kid is he's in it he's (laughs) in that moment and he is loving every minute of it and it's it's super entertaining to watch and i just thought man i I just i love watching this kid because he's just he's just being free and feeling the music and being into it and it's just great having a blast having a blast yeah yeah that's awesome yeah yeah all right well yeah. For yeah, we're coming up to the hour. Yeah. yeah, we are. I can't. Yeah, I think I'm getting to the stage in my life where I need cheaters. I need <laughs> some reading glasses. I'm always having to like look in or pull the thing out, or Dave shows me something that's close to my face, and I'm like, okay. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm like <laughs> approaching the age of getting reading glasses, which I think I'll I'll be able to really. Rock them. Oh, you'll rock that with mm-hmm. your, your shaved head. Then. Yeah, it'll be a real glasses. <laughs> yeah. Whole new hour. It'll be a whole time. That's yeah. for sure. That'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, this has been good. Get a little bit of background on uh, 
Kendra, our other half of the Rock and Rise podcast, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been real good. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you, Kendra? Oh, now I'm on the spot. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we were originally talking about getting help, receiving help, giving help. Uh, I don't know if I've explained any of giving or receiving or, you know, very well in the podcast, but I've definitely received a lot of help in the last five years in various forms. Um, I've given a lot of help in various forms as well. Uh, whether it is, in my home, helping Josh, looking after my child, whatever, uh, in a group meeting, talking about my experiences, um, whether it is getting help from a counselor or getting help at work or whatever, but there's different forms of giving. And I think just being open to receiving is just something that I think everybody needs to be a little more mindful of because I think it's, I don't know, maybe I'm out of context here, but I don't think people generally receive help well right? Like you talked about it feeling awkward. Like Dave, I don't know. Do you find it awkward to get help from people? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no different than uh, the two of you. I would much sooner uh, provide help or give help than ask or even admit that, um, that I'm looking for help or need help. Yeah. And, right. It's hard yeah. to admit. So I think if, if you're just open to the idea, of of it and i mean that's a start right and then asking maybe your close friends around you for help and then branching out from there yeah i don't know yeah. that's my thoughts <laughs> yeah. no i think that's great i think it gives people some actions to take moving forward and mm -hmm. they get to know us a little bit better with each each episode so thank you so much yeah. for coming on kendra i know uh, originally no when i asked you to be to be our tech person you said yes but i don't want to talk <laughs> and in the back of my head, in the back of my head, I said, "We'll see." And then, <laughs> ten episodes later, here you are. I know. Even when you texted me, I think I was driving, and I was like, "I don't think I want to answer that right now." <laughs> and then I was like, the well, what, no. "What am I?" I was like, "What am I going to do? Say no, no." Like, yeah, okay. Well, no. I would have <laughs> no, just I wasn't asked him again in that. six more months. I know. That's we're, why I said yes. <laughs> yeah. We're very glad you said yes because uh, you. You knock this out of the park as far as sharing your story and your experience and background, especially over the last five years of where things uh, were five years ago and how things progressed and where you guys are now. Um, you know, you guys are goal setting and you're goal crushing and you're just on the up and upward rise. And um, we really enjoy seeing it and it inspires us. And I'm certain that after people hear this, it's going to inspire others as well. So uh, we really appreciate that you, you know, accepted Allie's offer of uh, <laughs> coming on to talk. She knows I can be very annoyingly persistent. So, well, in my head, I was like, okay, well, this is going to happen now or it's going to happen later. So <laughs> let's, let's yeah. just jump now it's over. It. and again. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, you know, I mean, it wasn't really that awkward, but it is one of those awkward things where if you're not used to podcasting or being on the front side of the podcast, I should say, um, you know, it, it's, it's again, pushing out of your comfort zone, right? So, and I can't, I can't support our podcast and then not, and then not follow through. So, exactly. <laughs> I love Way it. to go. I yeah. love it. Rose, <laughs> rose out of your comfort zone. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, that's it for tonight. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, see you again soon. We'll talk to everyone right. soon. Have a good night. Keep moving forward. Yeah, Bye. thanks, guys. Bye. All right, thank Bye. you. Bye.